everybody and welcome to Back to Front episode five with me, your host, Sally Bolton. This is where we get to turn the tables on Midnight McBride. We get to ask a series of questions which she has no idea about and this is the show where anything goes. Good luck, Patrick. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, I'm good, Sally. I'm good, thank you. I'm back yeah. again. Yeah, I know. And You've got me back for a second time, Patrick. I know, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Neither do I. I think I just had a weak moment or something, I don't know. But no, I really enjoyed doing the first show with you. Yeah, it was good fun, wasn't you it? You launched this second show. You did the opening episode. You were the Yikes. host. And... Uh, yeah, it was easy. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It so, was good fun. Yeah, there were not, a few, few little bloopers in there, maybe. Yeah, no, they'll be cut out after <laughs> one or two. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how many of these shows I'm going to do. I might just do a set number of them. I might just do ten, for example. Yeah, and this is show number five. But um, I enjoy doing them. I don't want it to get boring. So, mm. but as long as people still want to interview me, yeah, then I'll do it. So right. I've already scheduled in up to seven, I think. Oh, so, have you? Yeah. Scheduled in another two now, yeah. uh, so that's seven. Maybe take it to ten, and then I'll right. see what the feedback's like. And if it's if people like it, I'll keep doing it. Why not? Yeah. Or if people think I wish that guy'd shut up. <laughs> He's, he never stops talking. <laughs> then I'll probably suck <laughs> it. Uh, Is anyone going to actually say that to you though, Patrick? To my face, I don't know. No, maybe a few <laughs> trolls online. Yeah, well, I've got a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, me and you both in the past. I used to work right for Bolton Evening News. Yeah. I was the a health and fitness columnist, and. Uh, I just suddenly started getting like really angry men, like horrible or mm. like vile stuff. I've, I hadn't really experienced it. Two years ago was probably the first time I got somebody giving me not very nice messages. Mm. Didn't phase me too much. Mm. Then I got another person that was really unpleasant. That that upset me. Yeah. I think when you're promoting yourself and you're doing something and maybe a, a little bit in the spotlight, yeah. you know, you it's part of the journey. Yeah. It's part of, you've got to get your ego out of the way. You'll never please everybody. There's going to be some people that don't like you. Exactly. And some people, unfortunately, some people want to bring you down as well. And yeah. you rise above it. Just, yeah. you know, don't feed it your energy. Certainly don't let them press those buttons that get you annoyed and angry. So so I still, I've, I've had a couple recently, a couple mm. of people that have posted messages that weren't that very nice and yeah. not asked. <laughs> well, I think you've got to, I mean, like you say, you put yourself out there, you're going to have to probably expect something coming back, aren't you? Yeah. And I went through what I had to went through, which was nothing really, but then it really, when um, all that stuff came up about Caroline Flack, for example, came mm -hmm. up, and I just, my heart went out to her so much, because, I mean, she was getting absolutely just hammered, wasn't she? Yeah, it's it's really quite sad that Yeah. I've seen some of the things that people are exposed to, the posts that some you know, people in the media have and stuff, and um, I haven't had anything like that. And some of it's, some of it's really terrible. Yeah. You know? So there we go. There we go. Yeah. So last time we were together, Patrick. Yes. The, one of the last things you said to me was, "When all this is done and dusted, I'm gonna off and go travelling." Yeah, I'd love to go travelling. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know you've done a little bit in the past already, haven't you? Yeah, I'm quite lucky. <clears throat> yeah. So. What's on the agenda then? Where where have you not been yet that you would absolutely love to go? Well, there's I could probably list a hundred places. Right, okay. Could... Well, we've only got an hour show, <laughs> yeah, so maybe no. just keep it to about five. <laughs> I could, I, but the ones at the top of my list, and this is obviously when circumstances permit and money permitting, things like that. But mm. I'd like to go to Cambodia, 
and Vietnam, Indonesia, and I'd like to go to Bali as well. So I've nice. not been to Bali. I believe the people there are beautiful. Yeah. Very spiritual yes. little island, you know. Yeah, I, I've known a few people that have spent some time there and oh, the pictures just look stunning. Yeah. <laughs> just makes you want to go straight away. What is it about those places though? Like, you know, what- Most of them have got um, the culture mm. and spiritual people, but also the the actual topography, the, the scenery, the the forest, the nature, they've got jungles, most of them have got temples, mm. you know, just, just beautiful places. I mean, I can't remember the name of it now, but there's a, a famous cove of lots of islands on Vietnam and yeah. it's just breathtaking. Yeah. I see it and I feel at peace just looking at it, mm. you know, and I've not been yet. So. You've not been. Where yeah. have you been? I have been to, okay, <laughs> Australia, yes. Thailand, uh, Mexico, the USA, Africa, extensively through Europe. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't know where to start. Literally everywhere. I've been to lots of places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, we've had this conversation because I've lived in Australia a couple of times because my dad emigrated out there. And uh, mm. so I've been to Adelaide a few times, but I, I've not been. I've done Sydney and I've done Melbourne. Have you done Queensland, Brisbane, that, that coast? No. <laughs> no, I, I went no. To, I went to Sydney, got married and... It's it's done now. It's in the past, so I won't go into detail. And um, you know, life moves on, and yeah. I wish nobody any malice. But mm. that's over, and it didn't last very long. Just a matter of weeks, you know, a couple yeah. of months, and then I came home. Yeah. So unfortunately, I didn't really get that far out of Sydney. Right. Would you no. like to go back? I love Australia, but yeah. there's just some memories that aren't great. Right. You know, so I'm yeah. not sure really. But I mean, Sydney's just. Fantastic, Isn't beautiful it? people, the sun's shining, well, the, the food's delicious, beautiful, you know, I did quite a bit of walking while I was there as well, beautiful yeah. place. And it's that whole vibe there, isn't yeah. it? You go in the Botanical Gardens just yeah. next to Sydney Opera House at night, and I didn't live far from there, so we're in there all the time. And you have these giant fruit bats, and mm. they're like dogs with wings, <laughs> they're massive. <laughs> yeah. And at six o'clock or seven o'clock every night, just as the sun comes down and it sets, all the bats migrate yeah. across the botanical garden yeah. and the sky goes black and you can see them all flying over and you think, if one of them has a heart attack, it'll kill me because it's, like it's the size of a small calf. <laughs> yeah. They're not little bats like this. They're big animals. They look like um, a wolf or a fox with yeah. wings, you know. So. It's it's almost like every animal in Australia is on, is on steroids because yeah, the yeah, spiders yeah. out there yeah, are huge yeah, as well, yeah. aren't they? Some of the spiders, oh. I mean, I'm not, I love all creatures, but... Some of the spiders uh, are big. It's like they're going to come at you with a big axe. They're yeah. that big. <laughs> the huntsman, that was the one I remember. And it's probably body was about the size of this microphone. And then yeah. it's just legs were huge. It's just, yeah. yeah. You forget when you're in Australia, getting bitten by a snake or a spider that might kill you is a very real thing. It is you know? real as well, yeah. as are sharks in the water. Yes, as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the opera house, what did you think when you first saw it? Well, it's Ove Arup. Arup was the guy that designed it, you know, the architect. Yeah. And it's a one-off. There's nothing else like the Sydney Opera House in the world. And because I've studied the, you know, the bending moments and the, the mechanics of it and the civil engineering that's behind it and the technology yeah. and the science behind it, because obviously it's designed for sound. That's yeah. what it's designed for. Yeah. I've been in the Sydney, Op Sydney Opera House and watched, I've been six feet away from uh, a lady performing. Uh, it was the, the star of the show that in the current opera and they yeah. did a special one-off performance and there's a guy on the piano and her. There was only about 40 or 50 people there. Oh my God. And 
it was very expensive. Yeah. And I sat in there and listened to that in the acoustics in the opera house. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal place. Mm. And not only that, it's built on water. Yeah. You know, it extends out over the water. It's in- yeah. incredible, incredible. It's one of those iconic uh, places, isn't it, that you see regularly on TV. But then when you actually, you're there in front of it in real life, it just it blew yeah. me away. And the thing is, when they initially designed it, they said it couldn't be built. They said mm. it couldn't be done. So they had to use technologies that didn't exist right. once it was designed. They had to develop these technologies. Yeah. And it was built in the 60s. Was you it? Know, yeah, I think it was the 50s, late 50s, 60s when it was built. So yeah. it's not like a recent building. And yet it's still, it's still um, a pinnacle of, you know, really, really clever science and design. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. You're passionate about the architecture side of things. Is that your bag? Well, of it, civil engineering is my thing, yeah. but I do like, I suppose construction for a little while did have some elements of that that excited me. Mm. Doesn't know. Does it not? Does not know, no. Because when you've worked on nuclear power stations, you've done tunnels, motorways, bridges, yeah. football stadiums, all this, I've done it all. But the first time you do one, it's a quite exciting, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I, you know, I used to like finding out, you know, learning how have they done this? You know, how did they build 20 foot? Thick mm-hmm. reinforced concrete walls around a nuclear reactor. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> but I didn't know when I first went, you know. Have you been anywhere else in the world where you've come across a building that's just absolutely blown you away? Well, in Mexico, I went across, I think it was one of the world's longest rope bridges. And it's a footbridge. I think it can support the weight of a small vehicle as well. But obviously, again, I know how all that's done. Yeah. But the science behind that is rope and planks of wood. And yeah. yet... You know, you can drive a vehicle across a, a ravine and stuff. Yeah. And I walked across that and it sways as well and everything. I'm like, yeah. That's like Indiana Jones mm. stuff right there, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and I lived in Bristol for a while working in a tofu factory many years ago. Interesting. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, there's stories behind all of these, uh, how I ended up in some of these ridiculous places. But And in Bristol, you've got the Clifton Suspension Bridge, yeah. which was uh, Brunel designed that. And Brunel... What an amazing man, you know, uh, quite a turbulent life and he did lots of big projects. But again, these are pioneers in that industry, mm. you know, so, mm. yeah. Have you done Rome, by the way? No, I was booked to go to Rome and there's an airstrike that weekend right. and we had to pull the plug and I went to Edinburgh instead. Okay. Edinburgh's wonderful, yeah. but I have still yet to go to Rome because Definitely I recommend. won't go in peak season. I don't like really busy. I, yeah. like, I like quiet. quiet. So Rome's busy, so we tried to pick time to go when it wasn't yeah. as busy and so yeah no I've not been and I want to see I'd love to see the Coliseum I want to go and see the Burj Dubai yeah the, you know the it was a Coliseum that I had in my mind because I've been to Rome I went uh, a while ago now but it was over New Year just for about three or four days and the Coliseum is unreal when you yeah. walk in it's oh, just blows on me, you away it's on my list and I, I have fortunately seen the pyramids at Giza have also seen the temple at Karnak, the Valley of the Kings, yeah. all the things in Egypt and the pyramids. Yeah, the first, I, I stood about the pyramids, oh, I'm going to swear, I went, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. I thought, yeah, I've made it. I'm here. I'm at the pyramids. I'd always wanted to go since I've been a kid. Yeah. So, yeah. They're amazing though, aren't they? Yeah. I love, I love things like and that. the Sphinx as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 12 Apostles. I've been to the 12 Apostles that are on the Great Ocean Road from Melbourne to Adelaide. They're not the 12 Apostles anymore because of course sea corrosion, but that's a very um, haunting place as well. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been to Ireland as well where, I can't remember the name of it now, where they've got all the hexagonal or octagonal shaped rocks um, on the cove. Any idea? 
No. No, we'll scrub it then. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> no, I've drawn a it's blank. This, it's this rock formation. There's only like two places in the world that oh, occurs. Right. And it's, it looks like it's man-made, but it's not. You know, no, so. it sounds amazing. Yeah, we might have to cut that now because I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Giant's Causeway. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, you can leave it in, though, son. it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so last time we were together, we talked about music because we both got a, a love of yeah. music. And we talked about films. We've touched on films in the past because you asked me about my business name, which is Eat, Train, Love. And we we're talking about the film Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, great film. So, right. Okay, good. Because I want to know a little bit more about what films you're into. So let's go with, let's just go with top three. Or if we've got top five, maybe a top five. <sighs> tough because I'm a, I'm a big film buff. Ah, good. Really, really good. like my films. I like, there's there's a film called Mary Magdalene and Joaquin Phoenix is in it and oh. Rooney Mara. It's quite recent, it's about two years old. And this film, to capture what that film captures is very difficult. The atmosphere, the mood, what life was like at the time. And I'm not a Catholic, I used to be, and I'm a Buddhist now, I'm not a Christian, but you don't have to be religious to watch this film. Yeah. It's a beautiful film, and at the end, it's very clever, and at the end, there's a little twist, and you think, oh, right, mm. so it was never really about Jesus anyway, it was about oh. Mary Magdalene. Yeah, yeah. She was the the one that was meant to carry the message, beautiful film. Oh, amazing, and Joaquin Phoenix, what an actor, right? Yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. I'm probably going to give you four films, maybe. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, because there's others as well. There's a film called I Origins. Now, I Origins is about, it's fictional, but very believable. And it's when people are born, they take a picture of your face. And by your retina scan, mm. which is unique, when a baby's born, if the retina scan, they have a database, and if they can match this retina scan on this database, they can track your soul through multiple lifetimes. Mm. And very clever film, beautiful film. And it's, it's this guy trying to find his wife that was killed in an accident. And he finds this little girl in India that's his his wife reincarnated yeah. and he's not a believer but then with this film he becomes converted because there's coincidences that she says things that only his wife would say and right. he couldn't explain and stuff but also with that film a massive part of a lot of films is the soundtrack yeah yeah and the soundtrack to that film is by the there's two composers i can't remember the names now but the soundtrack is just beautiful beautiful soundtrack. classical Oh yes, yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of classical, there's a little bit of a mix, yeah. but um, a lot of classical in there as well, yeah. uh, very moving, you know. Another film I've watched very recently, and it's called My Teacher the Octopus, and it's about this guy, and he's a cameraman, but he's also spent a lot of time in the sea and underwater as a child, and he has a nervous breakdown, and it's a documentary, it's, you know, mm. and he goes back to the beach, uh, where he was as a child, and he, he, he gets a hut there or a house there and lives there for a while. Mm. And he starts going in this same little kelp forest in the sea every day. And each day he visits, he, there's an octopus there, and he finds out where the octopus... Now, you know when an octopus, from being a child as a little spore from mm. the mother, to just before it mates and the female dies when she gives birth, yeah, spends its entire life alone. And because of its nature... It's fleshy, etc. It has a lot of predators that a lot of people want to eat the octopus. Oh, it's a very I lonely feel sorry existence. For the octopus yeah. Now. <laughs> and this guy befriends this octopus and 
he goes back for 365 days on the bounce. And after about 60 days, the octopus comes out of the little cave where it stays and touches him. And he can see it reaching and doing this. And he becomes friends with the octopus. And then for the next few months, every day, the octopus comes out. They play together. The octopus (gasps) sits on his chest here. No way. And... Of course, and a, a couple of times the octopus gets attacked. It survives, oh. but octopus is one of the few animals or creatures where the limbs grow back, you know, so if it gets loses a leg, it grows it's back. Special powers. Yeah. And the beautiful film, and at the end, the octopus, just a few days before it dies, it meets her mate, mates, and then stays in the cave for a week. The babies come out, and then it comes out with no life, and it gets eaten. And, oh, well, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know anybody that's watched it that hasn't cried at the end. I was just about to say, did you cry? Yes. Cool. I feel like crying now, <laughs> just talking and, about it. But it, it it reignites your faith in humanity and the, it shows the connection between humans and nature. And we, as humans, we think we're above nature. We're these intelligent beings and mm. nature's down here and we're in charge. And that's a really egotistical, stupid and naive way to look at life. Mm. We are part of that system. We just fit in it. And that's why we need to be symbiotic and we need to look after our environment and other animals and and care about what happens. And we're not above it. We're not better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. We're just part of that system. And we're the only one. As sentient beings, we're the only sentient beings that go around and kill everything en masse. Mm. We kill each other. We kill the planet. We kill animals. Mm. We eat them. We are, you know, the human race as a species is, is likened to a disease or a virus. We kill everything when we're not correct in mind, when yeah. we're not peaceful. Yeah. And so that film put my faith back and it, it, oh. just watch it. It's beautiful. It's on Netflix. Oh it God. came on about two months ago. It's beautiful. <laughs> I think I have to be in the right frame mm. of mind to watch that. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Uh, another couple of good films. Yeah. So I've done three. Yeah. You could see I could do a lot of these. Well, let's go five, shall yeah. we? You'll we'll do, do five. five, yeah. One's called... Fallen, The Fallen, I think it's called, or Fallen. And it's with Denzel Washington. I think I know this one. And yeah. it is, you think you've seen spooky dooky films, this will <laughs> mess with your head. Right? <laughs> There's a spirit and everybody, if you walks past somebody, they touch each other, the spirit passes from this demon, yeah. passes from one person to another. Right. And all the way through the film, you know he's got the demon because they, they sing the Rolling Stone song, oh um, Time is on my side. Oh because the demon's saying, doesn't matter what you do, I'll just move to another host. Right. You know, so he can't really kill me. And the only way to kill the demon is the demon's got to be in something living, kill it with nothing living near it. But this film, very few films I watch that actually, you know, um, a gory horror, a slasher and things, I don't watch them. They don't mm. scare me. I just think they're silly. I Doesn't can't do watch those. Don't do anything for no. me at all. This Ones that mess with your mind a little bit, yeah. I quite like. Yeah. And then I wish you hadn't watched it after. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what another film like that is? What Lies Beneath. Do you remember it with Harrison Ford? seen it recently. Like, oh, God. But two weeks ago, I've seen it, yeah. That's awful. And it's with Michelle Pfeiffer, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, and he's actually a wrong one, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. mm. And oh. then finally, again, another film. These are off the top of my head, but there's a film come out. I would advise you, it's brilliant, but there's certain people I've told, do not watch this film. Right. It's called Midsummer, and it's spelled S-U-M-M-A-R. Hmm. Midsummer. It's about a group of people that go to a festival, a Nordic festival in Sweden or Norway, somewhere over there. And this festival, they all drink this drink, and then they realise they're in with this cult. And every hundred years, they have a ceremony, and it is messed up. I mean, <laughs> disturbing. Is it really? 
I didn't sleep for three nights after I watched it. And, oh, I won't and tell you're you very why. open-minded as well. One of the opening scenes, right at the start of the film, is an entire family killing themselves, sat in a, uh, they're in a house with exhaust fumes. That's nothing. Oh, that, that's oh, nothing. Okay, so don't watch this film <laughs> if you're no. not in a great place. <laughs> yeah, but it gets it gets really messed up. If, if you if you like a bit of a, I've got to swear, sorry, but if you like a bit of a head fuck, then watch this. But be warned, it's disturbing. Right, yeah. I'm going to put that down the bottom of my list. Sure. Um, maybe not. Yes. Just, yeah, maybe yeah, ju- yeah, not yeah, just yeah. yet. So, okay, so if someone was to make a film about you, who would play you? Well, and also, <laughs> wait, wait, what genre of film would it be? Maybe just give us a little bit of background as to what the film might be about, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, well, obviously, it would need to be somebody very handsome. Obviously. <laughs> uh, no, probably like Bob Hoskins or somebody. <laughs> oh, come on. Or Danny, Danny DeVito. Yeah. No, come on. Who would it be? Come on, Patrick. Well, who would it be? Who would it be? Uh, so actors, I, I don't know. Obviously, I'd want somebody a very good actor. So yes. uh, Daniel Day Lewis or Tom Hardy or th- there's others. I mean, I, I think for an actor as well, you've got two types of actors. Mm. You've got Hollywood actors yep. that play themselves very well. So, like for example, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger always plays himself very well. He doesn't play yeah. anybody else. He's just Arnold in a film. <laughs> yeah, He's very good right. at it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like The Rock. Yeah, yeah, Jason Statham doesn't play other people as such. He plays himself, The yeah. Rock. So they're great. They're entertainers. Yeah. Great. Actual, really good method actors. Mm. There's not many of them. And Daniel Day-Lewis is one of those. Mm. He, you know, has a shop in Italy, a little cobbler's shop where he hides away and he doesn't <laughs> do very many films yeah. compared to other actors. Yeah. When he does, he gets into character yeah. months before. And when he did Gangs in New York, for instance, I believe he drank a lot and became quite abusive. Wow. Matthew McConaughey started out his career and... You know, he was a bit of eye candy initially. He did mm. Sahara and things like this, and he always had his top off. He but did he's, indeed. He's since proven himself to be an amazing actor. Incredible, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and then Christian Bale, he's, I know he's Batman, but prior to that, he did a film called The the Mechanic, I think it's yeah. called. Or the, is it The Machinist? The Machinist, sorry. And again, he can, the guy can act. Yeah. Is know? that the one where he had to lose loads yeah, of weight as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who would play me? I don't know. Um, maybe Tom Hardy. That'd be good, wouldn't you it? You quite like the idea of Tom Hardy. Yeah, I do you know. Little face break yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I quite like Tom Hardy. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so kind yeah. of what genre then would it be? What what would be the, the the nuts and bolts of the film? What would it, how would you see Am it? Am I telling a story or is it a documentary? Or is Whatever it a film? you want. This okay. is your world. A film about the mind and how somebody's life can be a complete mess. And yeah. then one day they have a nervous breakdown, experience inner peace. And bliss for the first time in their life and they go from maybe a life of violence crime drugs and anger mm. to a life of peace bliss and seeing beauty in everything oh yeah that sounds lovely so you've you've kind of we've touched on your probably teenage 20s 30s a little bit but what was what was patrick like as a little kid like what was he into what was he well truthfully and this is a a, a great thing that I discussed were if you're intelligent and somebody says do you think you're intelligent you go oh no 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 but you think you are you're not being honest to yourself so the truthful answer is I was a highly intelligent child yeah yeah and I did a lot of my exams before you know I did my O-levels 
a year or two years before I did, did, you? I did my... You were one of those that was put into a class higher than you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't really go to school properly when most people did because I was in Africa, so I didn't actually start school till late and right. I moved around from schools. But I had this, you know, a brain like a sponge and yeah. maths and certain things. I mean, I did all my O-levels. I, I never lifted a book. I didn't do any revision or anything. And I, I still passed everything. Um, I remember doing biology and I had the biology course book and a week in, I'd read it. I understood it. There was no issue. And so then I became naughty because I, I wasn't getting fed information You weren't quick being enough. stimulated yeah, enough. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're a bit of a genius on the quiet. I thought I was highly intelligent, but that, I don't think in schools that's catered for. And so no. I went awry. Did you? <laughs> yes, in yeah. my teens, it all started going a bit sideways. <laughs> yeah. Still intelligent, but... Because I wasn't getting the stimulus from school, yeah, I then wanted to explore drugs and yeah. other things. Do you think that's an issue with schools, actually? Because I have I went to school with someone who uh, was clearly into his acting, and that's all he wanted. He wanted to sing, he wanted to dance, he wanted to act. It's, it's difficult at schools because they've got to try and cater for everybody, and mm. people learn at different rates. But also, they do generally focus on what's going to make you the most money, you know, get you the best career, and that is not good careers advice. Some yeah. people will disagree with me. I, I don't think it's good careers advice. I think good careers advice is what do you do that makes you smile? What do you yeah. do that makes you happy? What do you love? What makes you feel good? That's what you should focus on yeah. and do. And usually there's a career there. There's a yeah. way of making that work for you. But surely it's better to do what you love and earn less money than do something you hate and earn lots of money because money won't make you happy. You know, if that if that was true, then all the rich people in the world would be happy and yeah. all the poor people would be miserable. Yeah. And it's actually the opposite. The, the less they have, yeah. generally, certainly like I've been to India, for example, and yeah. uh, people with nothing yeah. are happy. Yeah. You know, okay, the, you want food and shelter, but beyond that, all the other stuff, yeah, it's nice, but it's not necessary. What you want to do is be around people and experience bliss and be happy. Absolutely. Know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I just, I, I still think it's an issue. I think it's a, it's a probably a challenge within schools because I, yeah. I know that there's a lot more creatives that are, are probably. Well, I mean, I write about it in the book. If you yeah. say you're a daydreamer in school, you get, you know, that's not considered to be not a good thing, yeah. and you get in trouble usually, and you don't concentrate and stuff. But the greatest painters, artists, poets, architects, mm. designers, scientists. We're all daydreamers. These people <laughs> that change the world, the yeah. people that drifted off into another world, and that's usually where they get their inspiration, being in spirit when you're connected to another realm. Are you a drifter? Um, <laughs> most of the time I'm very busy, but I do like to drift. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely drift from time to time. Yeah. And, and when you are, I like to be left alone. You know, when yeah. somebody says, what are you, what are you thinking about? What are you, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I'm just having a moment. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just said then that you're you're always really busy, and I, I know because we've had lots of conversations. So what, what motivates you to work so hard? I've got. A, I mean, being honest, I've got an obsessive nature, and right. I do things to extreme. And I'll find something that there'll be like a trigger. I'll do something. Do you know what? I quite like this. Mm. I feel good. And it's interesting. It's got to excite my mind. If mm. something doesn't excite my brain, it does nothing for me. And this mm. is a lot of people as well. I like to meet people that excite my brain. It doesn't mean that they've written 10 books. doesn't mean that they're highly intelligent. They might be. But what it means is somebody that thinks differently than I do. 
And right. I'm thinking, ooh, that's different. I like that. Yeah. You know, I love what I do. So yeah. I don't need any motivation as mm. such. When I love what I do and I'm passionate about it, I just, uh, I'm extreme. I want to do it. I want to do yeah. it. I want to do it. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I get that because people often say things to me about, you know, me getting up so early and, and I always say like, I, it doesn't, you're probably the same, it doesn't, it's not a job to me. No. I don't spend a day in a job of doing what I love doing. Um, no. And I think with people as well, I, I, you know, it might be considered strange. I need to spend a lot of time on my own. I, yeah. I have to do that. Yeah. But I also, then when I do engage, I'm at my best or certainly I'm operating reasonably well and I feel good and, and I love that interaction when I'm around people all the time and I don't get time to mm. myself I start going a bit cocoa I need a bit of space mm. you know that's how I I need time to think reflect I need yeah. time to Ground. fix myself yeah. yeah yeah definitely so I know you've done loads and loads of stuff over the years what what do you say is your proudest accomplishment to date because I know there's probably going to be many more Patrick in the future well I hope so it was a big day when my book was released I felt like I'd you know, oh, I was on the map. I felt good about that, yeah. you know, because it was very, it's a lot of hard work, especially considering I hadn't written for years since I was at school. And, you know, up until that point, I wouldn't have classed myself as a writer. Yeah. So a lot of work. And it's, it's not the initial draft you get there. That's the easy bit. It's the stuff after. It's refining that until it's, you know, of a quality that yeah. can be sold. And then it's learning about the science of, you know, the distribution, wholesalers, printers, retailers, all of this yeah. stuff, you know. So it's, there's a lot to learn. But then also, and this, I discussed this with Sandy recently as well, was when I'd done my first ultramarathon. And then obviously going on from the 50 miles, I went up to 100 and I did the yeah. first 100 mile race. And yeah, I felt pretty good after that. I mean, know, well, I felt like dying. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that yeah. was just awesome. 100 miles. Yep. 100 miles yeah. <laughs> in the in like how's that split up tell people who don't understand that like what what does that look like you start on a saturday morning and these were races i did with gb ultras and i had a lot of help and advice from a good friend of mine gareth kilshaw as well and wayne drinkwater and nicola bruce they're all ultra running champions mm. and wayne drinkwater's the director and owner of gb ultras it's the equivalent to Ironman in this country right. for G ultra runners, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I've done several shows with Gareth on here, you know. And set off at six in the morning. You've got your, your kit, your nutrition, your emergency kit as well. If, if you check and you've, you're missing your whistle, your map or your compass or any of that, then you're disqualified. You've got to have mandatory kit. And they do checkpoints where they check you. You run every 15 or 20 miles. They'll have a checkpoint where you can stop, refill your water, etc. Mm. You can sit down and have five minutes if you want. But, right. you know, the more you sit down, the less you want to run. So I you would try not and keep want to sit down. You try and keep moving. <laughs> and then you run. <laughs> Just basically run. You run. And with the 100 miles, there's, you know, you go up to 200 and above. So 215 miles. You factor in two or three two-hour sleep sessions. Right. You know, With the 100, there's no sleep. You just get Straight on with it. You just, you just get on with it and you finish, hopefully, Gosh. you know, lunchtime or afternoon on the Sunday, something along those lines. So how many hours have you been going for then? Well, unfortunately, when I did the Chester 100, at mile 51, I twisted my knee. I went over on my knee and did I could you? barely walk. So 49 miles of that, I had to hobble round. So it took me... 31 or 32 hours. Did you to finish complete. it with oh, a yeah. twisted knee? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But... I know Gareth Kilshaw uh, recently ran 127 mile and he did his first 100 miles of that, which was on a canal, so it's flat. But yeah. that aside, he did that in 23 and a half hours, so a sub-24-hour 100-mile run with no stopping. That, yeah. 
you know, that's superhuman shit, that. That is, it, it really is, isn't mm-hmm. it? And So much respect. The first 50 miles, this, I was devastated with the chest of 100, the first 50 miles. I'd started off in the field and I was like 30th or something like that. And I got down in, I think I was 12th or something in the field. I was picking them off. Right. Everything was going right. I was feeling good. I had bags of energy. I'd done all the training. I had the right nutrition. Yeah, Halfway yeah. into that race, there was nothing going to stop me. I yeah. felt amazing. And I'd run one of the fastest 50 miles I'd ever done. You know, it was fantastic. It was like, I can't remember the time now, but, you know, 10 or 11 hours for a 50. But it's a hilly, hilly-ish 50 anyway. Yeah. And then twisted my knee and it all went tits, you know. Oh, went tits God, off, I can't so. believe you finished it, though, mm. with a twisted knee. Well, yeah, it's, you know, you're 18, 20 hours in, it's in the middle of the night, you're walking through cow, cow sheds and fields <laughs> and farms and you're lost and you can barely stand up and you're in agony and your knee's all strapped up and you're thinking, you know, what am I doing? Yeah, mm. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. I think I would just cry, Patrick. But I'd, I've done a number of 50s, but that was the first 100 and I finished it and I got, when you finish a 100, you don't just get a medal, you get a buckle. Uh, oh. You get a buckle. And do you wear the buckle? Only when there's nobody watching <laughs> in my underpants. Put my buckle on, dance Dancing around the front around. room, put my country and western on. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. now I see I have that picture in my head. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I know you're very much a in the present kind of guy, but yeah. do you ever think about like where you want to be? So like if I said to you, you know, where do you want to be in five years' time? Is that is that something that you that resonates with you or you kind of think well that's not really I do think forward but if you think too far ahead you, everybody needs goals you need something to aim for but I also think if you're too rigid mm. then things don't pan out you've got to be flexible mm-hmm. so you know in January February at the beginning of this year where I was heading wasn't where I am now right I'd sort of it's evolved so I'm always evolving change direction you've mm. got to be prepared to change course you know yeah but so i have goals you know i look forward i'd like to at some point write more uh get yeah. the second book out which has already been written for a long time and there was supposed to be seven books in this series but then i got sidetracked with other things like this you know yeah. that I love doing yeah and also i'd like to i really want this to work you know because i yeah. love doing this and if i can find a way to make this finance itself or pay for itself yeah that's not my goal it's not my end game yeah it's not about money but obviously at some point you know the books have to balance and so mm-hmm. i'd love for this to i'd like to do this and keep doing it yeah you know i'd like to keep doing it i mean if i'm i've already i'd priced up how i could set up another studio a much bigger studio yeah. with much better equipment uh for doing all the live streaming and you know that that was I even actually almost went for that earlier this year, Did but you? that really would have that really would have stretched everything, you yeah. know. So maybe at some point, but yeah, I'd like to I'd like to employ people to come and work with me. Peoples, and yeah. What kind of peoples? Well, a full time editor, I have yeah. a video editor at the minute. Noel, he's yeah. brilliant, but yeah. I'd like to have somebody full time. Uh, I'd like to have somebody that deals with social media because. It takes up so much of my time. Oh, oh, doesn't it just? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Preparing detailed posts for every show with yeah. different social media clips on different platforms. Multiple a week yeah. takes up a lot of my time, you know. So yeah. So yeah, I have goals and plans, but I also I'm trying to be in the moment. So like my focus at the minute is just sitting here doing this with you. 
I love it. I love it. So kind of like moving on from that then, have you got, do you have a bucket list? Have you got, I know we've talked about travel and there's certain places you'd really love to go, but do you have like a bucket list or they're like, yeah, you must have. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I want to, oh, I've done a lot of things. I used to have a bucket list and I yeah. smashed half of it. Did you? Yeah, but I'd love to do what's called uh, close proximity flying, which is when you skydive, but you have a wingsuit on. Right. Uh, it had to be high adrenaline, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you, you're you flying, basically. It's close as you, you are flying. Yeah. You're flying. Squirrels, they call them squirrel suits. And because certain squirrels actually have skin between the body and their arms so they can fly right. when they jump out of trees. And you put the squirrel suit on it's, and close proximity flying is where you jump out of a plane, a helicopter, and then you circumnavigate, you know, ravines around certain mountain ranges, things like this. But yeah. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> I like scuba diving and I've only done a very small amount of it and I'd like to do a lot more of it because there's something about being under the sea. Mm. I feel at peace and there's some very beautiful creatures under the sea. Yeah. An octopus we talked about. There's also <gasps> certain seahorses, you know, um, they're just amazing. Turtles. Yeah. I've, I've been very lucky to see t- oh turtles and swim with turtles have you you? Know, yeah, in the wild. So. Oh, have you swum with dolphins? Um, no, because the only opportunity I got to swim with them, I've, I've been in a boat where they're around yeah. many yeah, times, yeah. but actually I haven't swam with them. Yeah. The only opportunity I got to swim with them was in captivity and we decided right. we weren't going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe any animals should be in captivity. No, I'm, I'm right with you there. Patrick, who yes, knows Sally. you the best and how would they describe you? Okay. Who knows me the best? That's a good question, you see. It's fun. That's quite a deep question as well because mm. I don't have... I know a lot of people. I love a lot of people. And I've got people that are part of my spiritual family and yeah. people that I see now and again, you know. But actually close people that I have right by my side next to me, um, very few. I've never had many really close friends. I had right. friends I see now and again. Is that a conscious decision? It's just the way I am. I think I, mm. I need to spend a lot of time on my own. I yeah. can't. I can't be around people all the time. Yeah. I need to Distance. be on my own. Yeah. yeah. Um. But people that come to mind. Um. Willow, Stephanie, and yeah, she she certainly knows me very well, <laughs> and she's done the radio show with me on a number of occasions. Yeah. I, I'd asked her to do this show. She's she's not up for it at the minute, but right. maybe at some point. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, sometimes she even knows what I'm thinking. You know, she oh. knows me that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then a mate of mine, I've got a few good mates, you know, people that I, uh, two that come to mind are Neeraj Patak and George and Chris Galley. All good mates of mine. I don't see them that frequently, but mm. when I do, it's always like we saw them yesterday. Mm. A couple of lads I went to school with, there was Neil Feidler and Alexander Nuttall, AJ, and great mates, and Andy Lomax and Kiwi, but... I, do, I very, very rarely see them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. very rare. But there's a guy, a friend of mine called Wesley Dyson. And he's done two of these shows with me. Yes, I've seen that. I think I've seen clips of them. Yes, yeah. you look, guys look like you're getting on pretty well. Yeah, he's actually done now three shows and he's done one of these back to fronts with Brilliant. me as well. And yeah, I see Wesley on a fairly regular basis. He's yeah. the only male I see on a regular basis. Yeah. And... Yeah, he's, he's he's a good friend. So how was he? How would he describe you then? Oh, raving mad! I, mean, I don't <laughs> know. Uh, definitely, f- 
for a long time, people thought I was crazy. Really? Yeah, a lot of my friends did, did say... Is this kind of back in the day? Yeah. 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 They thought I was mental and very edgy and I, I don't know if they say insane, but they, I think people were a little bit wary of me because they couldn't predict what I was going to do. You know, I was a bit uh, a live wire. Yeah. But yeah, how would he describe me now? Hopefully describe me as a caring, compassionate person. Okay, Patrick. So this is our last set of questions. Bit of fun now. Okay. Would you rather, have you played this before? Yes. Uh-huh. But probably in a, a weird way, not not for her. So. Oh, no. You can't just tease us with that information, Patrick. <laughs> Come on. No, no, really can't. Really can't. <laughs> well, you can tell me after. Okay. <laughs> um, so bear in mind, no alcohol involved or anything like that. Okay. so Today. Today. <laughs> so we're going to keep it fairly clean. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> cats or dogs? Dogs. Yeah, definitely dogs. Good answer. I, I like cats, but yeah. uh, I talked recently about Bruno, the dog that we had briefly, and then there was an allergy that Willow developed, and so Bruno had yeah. to go to another forever home, unfortunately, and uh, that br broke my heart. It, it, it's amazing how quickly you do get attached to mm. to your canine I, I miss him terribly. Yeah. You know. Would you go for another dog? I won't go near another dog now because I... I, I I cried for a week. Oh. I can't, I just, I literally broke my heart. Yeah. You know, it was like I met somebody falling in love and they're gone. You know, I yeah. mean, that's how the connection. Yeah, I'm devastated. They have a special soul though, dogs. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. And we're not against cats, by the way, at no, all. No, cats are great, but <laughs> yeah. uh, if I was to choose, it'd be a dog. But, you know, they're fun. They yeah. are amazing. Okay, blonde or brunette? Well, I'm, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works and go redhead. <laughs> oh, are you really going to say How did I know you were going to say that? I, I think, uh, I, I mean, for me, it's a, it seems like a bit of a crazy question because I always, I'm attracted to somebody, whether it's on a, just a personal level or in a relationship or anything, I'm yeah. attracted to somebody's inside. Yes. I'm attracted to somebody's person first, always. Yes. However, and, and so, you know, you might think, or oh, like a blonde hair or darker or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. When it comes to it, there is no pattern. It's completely yeah. random. You're because, absolutely right there. Because it's the person, always. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think if I was looking at a picture and I didn't know the person, yeah. it's it's all nice, but I particularly like red you hair. Like It'll come to me. It'll come to you. But we'll yeah, come, red We'll hair. come back to that. Yeah, good, good. Okay, so skinny dip at a pool or in the ocean? Ocean, and, ocean, and, okay. ocean, yeah. So you know what my next question is, don't you? <laughs> Have you done it? <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Absolutely, of course. That doesn't surprise me either. I've, I've skinny dipped uh, at least twice this year. I've, I've Have you? Yes. Tell me more, Patrick. Um, okay, I went up to see my friend Ben Atkinson, and he's now with Catherine Beaumont. They live in the Lake District in Rydal. And he took me, and we went up to, there's a waterfall you know, and a, a river. We walked up to the top. You jump off and then you do oh. plunge dipping down the waterfalls. Like oh, this. wow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we stripped off completely naked and just get on with it, yeah. Uh, yeah, skinny dipping all over it, yeah. Isn't it crazy that we don't skinny dip? That, I know. You know, this, we're conditioned to think we should cover up. I mean... I know. I know we don't want to maybe offend anybody or do it in public, but certainly if there's nobody else around, why would you not skinny dip? And we talked about this a few weeks ago because I've just recently done the a, a nude photo shoot. The second nuke, nude photo shoot. Um, 
the third oh. nude photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But like I was saying in my interview, it's like it's one of the most natural things you can do, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And in answer to your question, pool. Yeah, if you'd asked me ten or fifteen years ago, I couldn't get on with sand because I'd I'd had OCD for many years. Uh, it's much better than it used to be. Now. Right. But you'll still, everything has a place, it's organised, there's no, yeah. you know, you, you'll see that when you're, you're in the studio. Yeah. But, uh, so it would have been a pool, but now I've got a healthy relationship with sand. I, I couldn't have sand between my toes. Sand between your toes? Couldn't have it. <laughs> now I'm fine with it. And now, yeah, the beach every time. Yeah. And yeah, I love being in the sea. When I went to Mexico in January at the beginning of this year, I spent two or three hours a day in the sea. You Did know, you? just beautiful. Mm. I had shorts on. You know, but. you weren't skipping skinny dipping. Just well, the, it was busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that in mind, would you do nudist beach? Absolutely. I, yeah. Of course I would. That's yeah, yeah, like a stupid yeah. question, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's best if you didn't know too many people. <laughs> I find it when you're with strangers, it's so much easier because you're less worried about what people think. Yeah. But to be honest, as I've got older now. I wouldn't give a shit anyway, yeah, sod it. Yeah. We've talked about wobbly bits before. We have talked about wobbly bits. And do you not think that um, as you get older, you you tend to care less, don't you, about what other Absolutely. people think? I know some older people, I say older as in, you know, 60s, 70s, even in their 80s. Yeah. And they just stop caring about what anybody else thinks. And it's brilliant because they're funny. They just get, ah, well, bollocks to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a play for whatever. And they're like, they just don't care. And I, I love know. it. It's so refreshing. You know? Yeah. They've probably, I think that ego's gone, hasn't it? And they just let it all hang out. I think when you get older, there's two ways you can go, really. You can either revert back to a childlike state of wonderment yeah. and be fun and see yeah. the humour and the beauty in all things. Yeah. Or you can become all twisted and bitter and, and you can end mm. up and, and you won't live very long if you end up like that. And some old people are like that. And it's, yeah. I hope, you know, uh, it's a shame really because life's wonderful if you see yeah. it that way, but life's yeah. shit if you see it that way. I know. I'm so. just, I was just thinking, what, <laughs> what do you think? We, well, <laughs> how, how will we end up, Patrick? I think I think we'll be in the, the wonderment group. I think yeah, so too. Yeah. Definitely. Most people are like that, but I have seen people and, they're so tense and yeah. so stressed and sometimes afraid, you know, yeah. and it's such a shame, you know. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay, bubble bath or steamy shower? <laughs> Probably steamy shower, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, I've always been a shower person. A bath now and again is nice, but yeah. I'm, I'm not really a bath at all. I'm a bit upset because Virgin, what used to be Virgin, which is now Nuffield, is closed. And even when it opened... The steam wasn't open, the sauna wasn't and stuff. And I I'm, I used to go in there every day. Yeah. You know, I love a steam in a sauna. But if they're limiting it to two or three people and you've got yeah. a queue to get in and all yeah. that, I don't go in the gym, mate. I just go in the steam. In, in yeah, yeah. So so that's not a go for me. And it's a shame because I, I love that. I love a steam. Yeah. It, it helps, is, clears my oh, head and my nose and everything. It's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Feel I do, good. I like a good steam. Netflix and chill or yoga rave? <laughs> Oh, both. It's got to be both. <laughs> I no, 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 no. Uh, you can only have one or the well, other. I'd like to yoga rave, but I wouldn't like to permanently yoga rave. <laughs> so I'd like to Netflix and chill and then yoga rave and then Netflix and chill. You can't um, make the rules up. You can't. Okay, so one okay. night only, Netflix. Netflix yoga rave. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I'm doing one. I was writing some of these questions thinking, I know the answer to that anyway. Yeah, absolutely yoga rave, yeah. Just put your liker on and jump around. And oh. Liam, Liam will tell you all 
all about that, Liam Brown. Yeah, have you yeah. been to one of his ever? Not to a yoga rave. I haven't actually, no. I've done a cacao ceremony with him, but I haven't been to a yoga rave yet, but I will. Well, I might come with you on that occasion. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Would you rather be stuck on the moon or free floating in space? Ooh. <laughs> How long for? <laughs> Infinite. Infinite. <laughs> then I'd be floating in space. Mm. Yeah. Do you? I, I I was really interested in space as as a little girl growing up. What? Because I, I used to love looking at the stars and learning about you know the moon. Was that any? Was that everything that you were interested in? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah fascinated by, yeah. particularly by the stars. Yes. You know, I think as human beings we forget regularly because we get our attention sucked inwards with all the stuff that's going on and yeah. emails and phone calls mm. and the internet and yeah. the television and the radio and, and problems and paying bills and all of this. And we forget to look up. Yeah. Now, if you go back a few thousand years ago in, say, Egyptian times, a lot of the houses didn't even have roofs on. Mm. They didn't need them. They'd lie in bed at night looking up at the stars. Yeah. And that's why, for example, the Egyptians and lots of other cultures the stars were so important to them because yeah. they looked up all the time and we forget. Yeah. And every now and again, if you look up, it's breathtaking, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. And it reminds you about the wonder and the, the magnificence of the universe, but also the fact that we are actually very insignificant. Exactly. You know, we think we're important and really we're just part of a bigger system. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Would you rather dance like Michael Jackson or sing like George Michael? Ooh. Can I sing like Michael Jackson? And what? <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't probably, work, though, does no, it? No, <laughs> no. I think probably dance like Michael Jackson. Were you a fan of his? Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Certain radio stations that won't play his music anymore. I know. Yeah. Which I think is quite sad because, you know, his music was amazing. Yeah. End of story. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I think love him or hate him. You know, you can't deny what an absolute genius he was. And so many current performers now that still talk about Michael Jackson being their influence. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's certain people that come along and there'll probably only ever be one of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Elvis Presley was probably one. I'm not a massive fan of Elvis Presley, yeah. but, you know, uh, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, James Brown. Yeah. You know, these people are... They change history. Now, yeah, they maybe do. they're not doing it like Gandhi or, uh, you know, Sadhguru or somebody like this, but they're still changing history. And if yeah. you are a gifted musician, whether mm. it's dancing, singing, mm. and you generate that and you give it out and it brings people's joy, then that's still changing the world, yeah. you know, and lifting the consciousness of humanity, you know, exactly. raising human consciousness. Yeah, I, I, I was a huge, huge fan of Michael Jackson. Mm. Big influence on me. Um, would you rather have a personal chef or a personal masseuse? Masseuse. <laughs> well, very tough one because I love food as well. I mean, Do I, mean, I mean, I really love food, yeah. But oh, I need both. I don't know. Um, I'd say masseuse. I'd rather eat less and just get the massages. Would you really? Oh, that's quite controversial. Mm. I love massages. Last time I went to Mexico, I had two massages a day for 16 days. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> On the beach. Oh, God. I know. Oh, no. I know. It was... I was seriously chilled. It was good. <laughs> you were. Mm. But a chef, yeah. I mean, I love, I love my food. Oh, I don't know. I think I'd have to go with chef, I think, but... Yeah. Do you know I'm a, a masseuse? I'm a sports therapist. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. I have magic mm. hands, Patrick. Right. <laughs> well, I, I've been going to various masseuses over the last few years. And there's SB Sports Massage, which I've been to. Yes, I think I know them. So I think the lad the lad that has it is called Danny mm. now. And then there's a, a lady in who gives massages up at the Harmony Hub called Kelly, who's been doing massages okay. as well. And there's a, a friend of mine called Claire, and she does Ayurvedic massages. Oh, and it's nice. the only massage I've ever had where she massages your stomach. Most right. masseuses, they do yeah. your back. Yeah. Some do the front, some don't. Yeah. But generally, they're not doing this. Yeah. yeah. But because it was Ayurvedic, yeah. you're actually massaging your stomach because she actually, I'm assuming, sure manipulating internal organs yeah, and things. Yeah, intestines. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. That can be actually really nice. Quite yeah. powerful, that. But you do have to be careful. You have to be careful which way around you go when you're working on the stomach. Right. Because well, it can... Cause problems. So masseuse, yeah. yeah. I, I'd just be on uh, toast and tuna. Uh, well, I don't eat bread, but I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be on tuna and water, but I'd be getting lots of massages. So. <laughs> You'd be really chilled yeah. out. Um, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Would you rather die rich and successful or happy? Well, that's the easiest question I you've know. ever asked. But go on. Happy all the time. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Well, yeah, I, I mean... I could talk for an hour on that. I yeah, know. Yeah. Happy, happy, happy. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Yeah. The stuff you have, quite often, it causes more problems than, you know, you become attached to things. Yeah. It can cause you stress <laughs> when you lose something. You can have all this stuff and then you... People have to have storage units now because they can't fit the stuff in their house because they've got so much stuff. <laughs> and all you need is shoes, clothes and food. So... And when you're happy, you give that to everybody you meet. When you're happy, yeah. you feel good. When you're happy, you're healthy generally. Yeah. They say that disease can't exist in somebody that's yeah. in a state of bliss. When you're in bliss, your body can fight off most diseases, yeah. mo most infections. You know, your body heals, repairs and grows yeah. when the operating system's working properly. So happy, happy, yeah. happy, happy. I just wanted to hear you talk about it because I knew the answer anyway, but I yeah, just wanted yeah. to hear you talk about it. Money's nice, but money comes, money goes. And, yeah. and yes, would I like to have more money? Definitely. But would that make me happy? I think because I've got a little bit of wisdom as I've got older, maybe, you know, because yeah. I'd know what I'd do with it. Mm. But but yeah, no, do what you love. Absolutely. Everything else, will, everything else second to that. Do what you love. Yeah, I agree. Live without YouTube or live without Facebook? Oh, definitely live without Facebook. I mean, if, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, yeah. I wouldn't even be on Facebook. I'd come off it. But it's very difficult for me to do what I do without having, utilising that vehicle, you know, yeah. uh, to promote the show and other things. But beyond that, there's the odd little spark of sunshine comes from Facebook, but mm. social media... Oh, it can be very draining also. Um, There's another whole show, isn't there, about talking about social media? And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, would you rather go back to the age of five with everything that you know now or know how everything your future self will learn? So the second part again? Or know, or know how everything your future self will learn? So no... Everything my future self would learn yeah, now. Now. Or go back to being five. Yeah. Go back to being five. Absolutely. We do. I word this very carefully and yeah. I say that I don't have any regrets. Yeah. But would I change things if I could go back? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd do things. I would do it all differently. Doesn't mean I regret. I'm, yeah. I am where I am. Yeah. I accept that and I move forward from this point. That's all you can do. Yeah. But if I could go back and make different decisions, I would make. Most of my decisions are different. <laughs> Most of them. 
Yeah. My life could have been very different. But like we mentioned earlier on in the show, like you wouldn't be who you are today without those. No, no. So that's, I've arrived here from the decisions I've made yeah. and no regrets. Yeah. But if I was put in the same situations, yeah. some of the situations, would I make different decisions? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you rather donate your body to science or donate your organs to people who need them? Organs to people that need them. Yeah. Yeah. I know in theory, if you donate your body to science, then they can learn from that and help people. Yeah. But organs to people that need them, it's more personal. Yeah. Do you donate blood now? No, I'm scared of needles. Are you? <laughs> I've just had a needle today. <laughs> Was it for donating blood? No, it wasn't actually. Just some some tests, but um, it's not something that I do. But I, it's it's not because I don't like needles. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I don't donate blood actually. No, maybe maybe I should. I, I, I yeah, I don't donate blood. So the last question, then, Patrick, would you rather discover something evil and prevent it, or discover something great and spread it? I'd rather discover something great and spread it. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think one day, maybe in, you know, 50, 100 years from now, we'll all learn to use the full potential of our mind or certainly improve it rather than just using the 10 or 12% we use now. And we'll evolve as a species and we'll be able to communicate by thought and possibly telekinesis. Sounds ridiculous, but we create our reality with our thoughts now. You know, and yeah. we know with the slit experiment with quantum physics and subatomic physics that at the world of the really small, we influence. You put a person in a room when they find electrons from this electron gun and it influences where those electrons will go. So I think that we'll all be able to communicate with our minds, looking into each other's eyes. I yeah. believe that our eyes are a targeting system and that we all have the ability the potential to communicate and we do it we say well do we really it sounds far-fetched but if I look into your eyes yeah. now and you look into mine look into my eyes look into my eyes somebody that <laughs> wants to hide something yeah they don't want to look in the eye they yeah. look away and that's yeah. either if they're lying or maybe they don't feel good and they don't want to share that with yeah. you because you have the ability to look into somebody's eyes and get information from that person without any words whatsoever yeah so telekinesis and telepathy sound ridiculous but yeah. actually we do them already yeah and We'll have the ability to heal our bodies more. We'll probably become wiser and stop damaging the planet, animals and people. Yeah, so back to the question. If I was discovering something great uh, and spreading it, I'd like to think that the potential of the human mind and what we can really do with it, discovering that, learning it, like some enlightened beings have done that are alive today and sharing that with other people, that's an amazing gift. And on that note, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sally. I hope, uh, yeah, I, I love doing this. I don't know how many will do, like I say, but you've come back and brought your sunshine into the studio again. And oh. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. And thanks, everyone, for watching. And I hope you have a great week. Shalom. <laughs>